As I was pondering what to share on our launch date for Church Online, this came up in me really strong. So um, I, I will say this right up front as a little preface to what I'm going to say. Um, you might want to fasten your seatbelt a little so you don't fall out of your chair. Uh, we better have those installed first, I guess. Um, but no, seriously, I'm going to share something with you right now that's, you know, it's, it's, it's right on the border of what we can share on Sunday and Wednesday night. Because Wednesday night, we felt like the Lord said, is, is midweek meat of the Word. Uh, things that will help you grow quickly. You might not leave every Wednesday night going, wow, I feel wonderful. You might leave going, wow, I feel challenged. But I, I do know it's the last days. And there's a lot of people that need to hear some things before it's too late. The enemy's not pulling any punches. I think we need to go ahead and preach the Word that the Lord tells us to preach. And then let the chips fall where they will. But we believe they'll fall properly because I believe you're going to hear from the Lord and I don't believe you'd be tuning in and I don't believe you'd be made the effort to be here today if you didn't want to hear from the Lord. So in John 15, now Father, before we read this, we're asking that you would give us utterance, help us to hear from you, show us things we need to see, open our eyes, quicken us on the inside. Father, we don't just want to learn today, we want to change by your power. We've all got room for growth, we've all got room for increase. And we're saying, Lord, help us today according to your perfect will. In Jesus' name, thank you for it. Amen. In John 15, in verse 7 and 8, Jesus said, if you abide in me, how many of you are saved? How many of you are Christians? All right. So you abide in him, right? You're in him, right? That doesn't mean you can't drift and start doing your own thing, get all worldly. If that happens, I suggest come back quick. Yeah. Say, well, pastor, I'm backslidden. Well, front slide. You can get back. All right? Get back. Get back quick. But, but now, you've got to understand, he didn't just say, if you abide in me, you get the blessing. Number two, and Jesus said, my words abide in you. This is, this is an answer to why a lot of Christians are not seeing victory in their life. Jesus, did, Jesus didn't say just because you're saved and call yourself a Christian, your life's going to be victorious. You have to make sure something else is happening. And it has to do with what we shared during the offering. Church, listen, if you're saved, great, you're going to heaven. But how many of you want to live in victory till you get to heaven? How many want to overcome storms till you get to heaven? How many want to be on the praying end instead of the one always needing prayer end? How many want to live in victory? Come on, he said, if you abide in me, one, and my words abide in you. Aho, now we see why some get the victory and some don't. And again, we said this earlier. Thank God for prayer. Thank God for crying out to God. But you know, when, when you cry out to the Lord, he's going to deal with you about some things. So that your life can get better. And my words abide in you. Now what happens if you abide in him, or you're saved, and his words abide in you? You shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. It doesn't get any better than that, church. Can you think of anything this verse of scripture can't fix in your life? If you abide in him and his words abide in you. This is, this is why we emphasize the Word so much in this church. Because when you pray, we want you getting answers to your prayers. 
Think of anything right now you'd like to have in your life. Well, how is prayer going to help that to happen? His words are going to be abiding in you. When God's words are abiding in you, you're going to know how to pray. You're going to know how to, what to do after you're done praying. You're going to know how to believe. You're going to know how to receive. Now, this is not the main verse I wanted to focus on, but it leads up to it. So, so listen, church. Do, do you realize that there's nothing that God wants to withhold from you, but some of the things you have to take? They're not going to float to you on a flowery bed of ease. They're not just going to float down from heaven. You're going to have to get in His Word, and His words are going to have to get in you. What's going to happen if you do that? <laughs> I think I'm preaching the right thing. I know I am. The answer's in the verse. You're going to ask whatever you want, and it's going to be done unto you. Let's all stand up just for a second. I'm not done preaching. Stand up just for a second. Find somebody next to you don't know real well and shake their hand. We need to kind of shake some things off right now. Just say hi to somebody. Say hi. I think some people might be a little bit sticky today. We need to get unstuck. Okay, is that good? Go ahead and be seated. <laughs> Sometimes you just have to take a little break. Now, I'm going to read these two verses together right now in sequence, so you need to realize why I read this first one, because it's leading into what I want to talk about today. Jesus said, If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. Herein, everybody say herein, in us getting answers to our prayers, in us bearing prayer fruit, in us seeing results in our Christian walk, in us getting answers to prayer, herein is my Father glorified, that you bear much fruit, so shall you be my disciples. Now, here's what I want to say to you today. Everybody in this room, if you're a Christian, you have enough faith to overcome every problem and to receive every blessing you need in your life. So my question is, why ain't it happening? Sorry, why isn't it happening? Hmm? How many want to know? There's a reason. Let's face it, if you're a child of God, if you have faith and all things are possible to him that believes, and you're an heir of God, and you're made in the image and likeness of God, why are we not seeing more victory in our life? We have what it takes. Why ain't we seeing the victory? We have what it takes, right? We've got the faith. We're children of God. We've got a Father who wants us blessed more than we want to be blessed. I believe a lot of people have been focusing on the wrong things. Instead of just focusing on the thing you need, why don't you focus on the reason that says, I, I have to have it? Something to wake up your faith. Now, a while back, and I even in healing school a while back, but we, we did a little series on this in the main auditorium entitled Strong Reasons to Overcome. If you have the, the faith and God wants you to have the victory, then all you need is a strong enough reason to wake up that ability and overcome. Amen. Say this with me. Strong reasons, strong reasons 
to overcome. So tell me, what's a strong reason to see your prayer answered? To see healing show up in your body? To see victory in your finances? Tell me, what's a strong reason to overcome? Hmm? Because your Father is glorified when you do. Hmm? Come on. Being healed to be healed is fine. But being healed to glorify God is stronger. Are you listening? There are miracles waiting to happen for children of God everywhere. They just don't have a strong enough reason for it to happen. So here's what... Focus on the scriptures that promise you your victory. Focus on your healing. Focus on your prosperity. But don't forget to focus on what that receiving that promise is going to do. There's reasons that can rise up in your life that will flat out kick oppression out of your life. Your faith will wake up and knock things out of your life when you have a strong enough reason. Let me put it this way. What if you had to be rich? Had to. What if something inside of you said, I have to have this. A high reason is calling me up and I'm going up. Those are good questions to ask yourself to stir up your faith. We live at the level we're willing to put up with. One of the reasons Christians, born again Christians, filled with the Spirit, speaking with tongues, one of the reasons they still have not fully seen the victory in their life yet is because they don't have a strong enough reason and motivation to do what it takes in faith to overcome it. How many think glorifying the Father is important? Do you, think, do you think that would help you to believe you receive some things or get some answers to prayer, do your part, you know? How many think glorifying the Father? How is He glorified? Well, you know, we pray and hope things happen and things don't get better, so we'll just keep struggling along. That doesn't glorify the Father. Us appropriating what He's done for us glorifies the Father. And don't kid yourself. Anything that glorifies the Father will have demon opposition. Do you hear me? Some people think God's withholding when really it's just the devil that needs rebuked. You just need to get up, rise up and say, in Jesus' name, I refuse to have this thing Jesus died to set me free from. I refuse to have this thing any longer. How many want to be like Jesus? Come on, raise your hand. Do you want to be like Jesus? Let me, let me tell you something, Jesus. It, it, we're going to read the scripture in a minute. If you want to be like Jesus, then you need to rebuke sickness. Amen. How many want to be like Jesus? Then you may need to rebuke a storm once in a while that, that looks destructive. You want to, you, oh, I want to be like Jesus. Oh, I want to be like Jesus. Well, then you need to act like he acted. Toward darkness and disease and problems. You want to be like Jesus? He said, the works I do shall the believer do also. So if you really want to be like the Lord, do what he did. Amen. What did he do at times when he came upon people that were diseased and sick? Not once did he ask the Father to heal them. And they all got healed. Amen. Prayer is great. We, we believe in prayer. Prayer can get people delivered. But there's other ways to get people free. Yeah. Jesus at times rebuked the problem and the people got free. And sometimes you just have to get fed up. You know the Bible says where there's no vision, people die. 
One, trans one translation says, where there's no vision, people run wild. Do whatever they want to do. Why? Because they have no reason to clean up their life. No goal that says you need to become a little bit better in your character. No, no reason, and therefore they go crazy. They become demoralized. Proverbs 29, 18 said, where there's no vision, people become demoralized. How important is it to sit down and remind ourselves why we want healing, why we want more prosperity, why we want peace of mind, why we want deliverance from a habit. If those reasons are strong enough, you will overcome Amen. because you have the potential in you all along. Why isn't it coming up for a lot of people? No strong reasons. They've accepted coping as their way of life. Overcoming is foreign to them. Well, that can't be the way it is in our lives if we're going to overcome. We need to get an attitude about it. We having the same spirit of faith like David and Joshua and Moses and all the spirit of... Everybody say spirit of faith. Not just teachings, not just principles, an attitude. It's in your blood. Man, I'll tell you, you need, here's one thing. We need, to get a, we need to get a revelation that Jesus has made us righteous. And the righteous are supposed to be as bold as a lion. Turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 2. Number one. Everybody say number one. Strong reason to overcome. What is it? So the Father's glorified. Is that a pretty high reason? That's about as good as it gets. The Father's glorified when we get results. So don't... don't don't think you're just going to have a flowery bed of ease as you're trying to believe God for something. There will be opposition to you, but you can overcome all of it if you yeah. just don't quit believing. Yeah. Number two, strong reason to overcome. 2 Corinthians 2, 14, but we're going to also read verse 15. We mostly read this verse, but then we need to read the next verse after it. Now thanks be unto God, which 99.9% .9 of the time, you're going to win. No, nope, that's, that's unscriptural. For the Christian, you need to develop a new attitude. No, for the Christian, it is not we win some, we lose some when it comes to demon forces and sickness and bondage and fear and poverty and lack. It's not we win some, we lose some. What should our attitude be? Why am I talking about attitude? Because until your attitude changes, nothing else is going to change. You could be waiting for the economy to get better. You could be waiting for your boss to treat you better. You could be waiting for your spouse to do better. But until your attitude changes, nothing's going to change for you. <laughs> we need to get an attitude. We always win. I know some of you aren't going to want to say it, but just say it. We always win. I put it like this. I can't lose because God can't lie. He causes me always to triumph in Christ Jesus and maketh manifest the savor of his knowledge by us in every place. Don't, don't read the next verse because really this is, I forgot it was a two-part verse. We usually quote the first half of the verse and the second half we just kind of, you know, forget about but listen, strong reasons to overcome. Are you ready, church? Ready. Number one, because us winning glorifies God. Number two, for what it does to everybody around us. Come on, amen. Now, now notice this verse. Why, why do we win? Why should we want to win? Why should we want to see victorious results in our life? Because 
that God is able to make manifest the aroma of his knowledge. People are going to know about God through us walking in this triumph. See, I'm going to say this. Most people need to spend way more time meditating on healing scriptures and prosperity scriptures and deliverance scriptures. But you also need to spend time meditating on what your victory is going to do for God and other people. I'm going to say it again. Healing to be healed is fine. But healing to glorify God is stronger. Healing so others around you can see God in your life is stronger than just healing to be healed. And so we need to sit down and think about for a while what my victory is going to do for other people. Not for five minutes, not for ten minutes. I mean, if we can watch Hollywood for two hours, we can think about what our victory is going to do for other people for an hour or two. And when that gets in you, I'm telling you, your faith is going to be activated, come alive, and you're going to find yourself living in total victory over these things that were over you. Now thanks be unto God who always causes us to win in Christ. Read it in context. And God's going to make manifest the knowledge of himself by us in this victory in every place we go. Turn to Galatians 5. See, some people, their reason to overcome is not strong enough. You know what I mean by that? They kind of want it, but you know, I can cope without it. And Well, I kind of want it, and yeah, it'd be nice to feel better. And oh, yeah, but it'd be okay. And You need to connect the reason for your healing to a higher a higher reason than whatever you have right now. Thanks be unto God who always causes us to triumph in Christ. Now, does anybody remember a scripture in Romans 2 where it says something is going to lead people all around us to repent and turn to God? Anybody remember what that is? It says the goodness of God is going to lead people to repentance. Now, a while back, I thought, you know, that, that just means, you know, God's invisible goodness someday is going to get on them and they're going to go praise the Lord and get saved. But I realized His goodness is supposed to be seen in our lives. And that goodness that people see in our lives is going to have something to do with them repenting and turning to God and being saved. I mean, it's one thing to want to be healed so you can just watch more TV and do more of your own thing. That's one thing, but I mean, that's probably not a high enough reason to see something powerful show up in your life. But what if you want some goodness of God in your life so others can see it and see the Lord in that goodness and turn to Him? See, I think the American church has gotten lazy. I, I think we have to watch out. We live in such... Oh, it's amazing when you look around in America and you see Americans just, oh, I won't go there, but sometimes I think we just all need to go to a third world nation for two months and be on the mission field and get a revelation what, what's really going on in our world. I think the enemy's tried to put the church to sleep in America while he's trying to kill the church in other countries. And that's why Paul said, 
Awake thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ will give you light. He wrote that to a church full of born-again, tongue-talking believers. Sometimes you have to shake yourself and wake up. We have a job to do. And we need health to do it. We have a job to do, and we need prosperity to do it. And the enemy will come at you from every angle. I mean, he'll tell you that these things aren't that important. There's way more important things in life. Uh, you know, just be caught up with this and the natural. He'll do anything he can to keep us from living in victory because that victory will glorify the Lord and it will help other people see how good God is in our lives. If we want people to see the Lord, then we're going to have to show them the Lord. <laughs> right? And one of the cool things about the Lord is He is a victorious God. So, did I tell you to go to Galatians 5? Galatians chapter 5, another reason that we need under our belt if we're going to see victory in our life quick. Verse 13. Brethren, you have been called unto liberty or freedom. Only use not your freedom for an occasion to the flesh, but by love serve one another. Now this scripture is talking about healed to serve. Okay, I'm going to count to three. Let's all say amen. One, two, three. Awesome. This scripture tells us that one of the main reasons we're set free and delivered is to serve and to love. When you and I are bent on serving and loving, it's hard to be sick and it's easy to get healed. I'm going to say that again. When our hearts are bent on serving and loving, it's hard to get sick and it's easy to get healed. Do you ever ask yourself, why, why, why don't we ever see Jesus sick? Well, how many of you know the devil attacked him many times, but nothing stuck? He said, the prince of this world comes, but he has nothing in me. The devil tried all kinds of things. You know he tried to throw sickness and disease the Lord's way. I really believe one of the reasons the Lord lived a victorious life over sickness and disease. He was a man. He, the Bible calls him the man, Christ Jesus. He came down to identify with us. He left his glory in heaven, so to speak. He had to be anointed to be powerful in the earth, just like we have to be anointed. He left all that in heaven, showed us how to do it. How did he live above all this stuff? I believe one of the greatest things is he had a mission to fulfill. He knew what it was. He was sold out to do it, and he had no time for disease. He had no room for it. He was filled with the Spirit. He had no time for it because he was constantly doing what the Father wanted him to do. Doing what the Father wanted him to do was the most important thing in his entire life. And doing what the Father wanted him to do had no allowance for disease or sickness to slow him down. This may be a little tough, but I know you can handle it. Turn to one more scripture in... Actually, we're going to read two scriptures in this one chapter, Matthew 8. And while you're turning there, let me just say this. There are some people who can't be sick or broke because their service to God won't allow it. Good 
The more serious we get about serving the Lord, the more of the things we need to serve Him are going to show up in our life. Here's a problem in the church. You ready? A lot of people want sold out to God blessings, but not be sold out to God. A lot of people want honor the Lord blessings, but they don't want to fully honor the Lord. A lot of people want seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness blessings, but they don't want to seek Him first. They seek Him, but He's not first. They're saved, but they're not putting the Lord first on a daily basis. There's a difference between being a saved person and a disciple. Right? There's a difference between being saved and a Christian. Right? I was remembering I was... I don't know if it was John Osteen again or what, but somebody said they saw a bumper sticker one day and it's, it said, um, tithe, you know, bring 10% to the church. Tithe, if you love Jesus, anybody can honk. Because the saying was, honk if you love Jesus. Honk if you love Jesus. And this scripture says, let's go a little deeper. Or this bumper sticker said, tithe if you love Jesus, anybody can honk. <laughs> I mean, this really get down to the nitty gritty. You know, we can say all our life, I love you, Lord, I love you, Lord, but there comes a time we need to show Him we do. Jesus said, if you love me, you have a warm, fuzzy feeling that... No, He said, if you love me, do what I say. Daily. Keep my commandments. Keep my word. Oh, Pastor. I had a guy tell me one time, Pastor, I'm concerned. I'm really concerned. I, this guy was really concerned. I said, I'm so concerned, Pastor. I'm so concerned. I, I, I just don't feel like I love the Lord. Something's wrong with me. I feel like, I'm, I feel like he's distant. I don't know what's wrong. I said, stop! Nowhere in the Bible does it say the proof you love the Lord is you feel like you do. Nowhere in the Bible does it say the full proof that you love Jesus is that you feel like you do. He said, if you love me, keep my commandments. People say, I love the Lord. I love the Lord. And God said, show me. Well, Lord, I don't, you know, I don't go to church. I don't pray much. And you know, I'm kind of a mean person. And, but I love you. And God goes, no, you don't. Love is way more about devotion than emotion. And come on. We've learned that, right? So let me say it again. There's some people who can't be sick or broke because their service to God will not allow it. Church, I'm just going to say it bold to you right now. Some people just need to rise up and say, that's enough. I got a job to do. I got people to help. And I need to be strong for that. David, David was in a terrible sickness one time. King David, he was about to die. I mean, he was about out of the earth realm. And he finally he just looked at him and said, Lord, if I die, I can't praise you on the earth anymore. And people need to hear me praising you. He said, shall the dead praise you? Shall they that go to the grave sing praises? And he got healed. Why? Because he realized, I need healing to praise God. And he got delivered from a deathly disease because he reminded himself, the dead can't praise you. What he's talking about is, he said, he said, when I'm in heaven, that's different, but there's nobody there that needs saved or helped. I need to be doing these things on the earth and I can't do them if I'm out of here with some disease. <laughs> Matthew 8. I'm surprised we made it this far. I didn't, I didn't know if we could do this on a Sunday morning. But you are definitely listening and you are definitely receiving. Matthew 8. Look at verse 
Oh, let's see here. Verse 14. <laughs> I'm having fun. I hope you guys are. Okay, I'm going to come down here for the last few minutes. Matthew 8, 14. And when Jesus was come into Peter's house, he saw his wife's mother, his mother-in-law, laid and sick of a fever. Now, in verse 15, it says he touched her hand and the fever left her and she arose and played video games. Oh, I'm sorry. She arose and went shopping at the mall. Oh, sorry. How many know nothing wrong with those things? But you need to have a little stronger reason to be healed than just that, oh, I can watch TV in a more comfortable state. She arose and served the Lord and the people that were with him. See, this is one of the most important things we need to be thinking about when, we're re- when we want to receive healing or help from the Lord in prosperity or any area like that. We can do things for the Lord on a, in a higher level. You know, the devil's trying to kill people left and right. And I think one of the reasons sometimes things happen in this area is because people just don't have a strong enough reason to live. I mean, it's, it saddens me. We're, we're hearing reports more and more of people who are just giving up in life and dying. I'm thinking, is, is it that, how could it get that bad? Well, I know personally it can get that bad. If I'm not in the Word and I don't go to a good church that's encouraging me, I can go down quick. You think I'm here just because it's my job? I'm here because I need it like you need it. I know sometimes I'll get in trouble and things will come my way and the Lord will say, go hear your own sermon. If it works for the people, it'll work for you. Oh God, what am I going to do? I have a problem. Well, go listen to that sermon you preached to the church that you said would work for them. It'll work for you. I've got to live by the same word you live by. But I want you to notice here, it said that she, she got healed. Now Luke's account of this same situation here, it said Jesus rebuked the fever and it left her. I thought that was interesting. He spoke to a fever. How many want to be like Jesus? Well, in Luke's account of the gospel in the Bible, it says he rebuked the fever. And the fever heard him and the fever left her. And his, Peter's mother-in-law was totally healed. You want to be like Jesus? You better start rebuking some things. You know, God's expecting a lot of people to rebuke things that they're asking Him to take away. Come on. Do you realize that when you became a Christian, you became empowered? Yes. You didn't just get a ticket to heaven. You became empowered. And you have power for a reason. And a lot of people are asking God to do things for them that God already gave them power to deal with. It's called authority. It's called, it's called you have heaven's right to say no to some stuff. And when you do, all heaven backs you up. Right? Isaac doesn't have to call the chief of police if he's directing traffic. And he say, well, sir, please help me stop this traffic. He's already been delegated authority to do it. God's delegated authority to all of us. We don't have to call on him for every little thing. We can do some things that he's empowered us to do. 
Oh, oh, uh, I can see him calling up the chief of police or whoever. Say, you know, I, I got to arrest somebody. Would you please help me do this? You got to go, hey, you got a badge? Uh-huh. Do you have authority? Uh-huh. Do you have a gun? Yeah. Do it yourself! <laughs> no, sir, please do it for me. No, you want me to do it for you? You can find another job. Right. Come on, he's given us exousia over all, that's authority, over all the power of the enemy. And we are the ones that need to do some treading. Luke 10, 19 will tell you that. Look at verses 1 through 3 here and we'll close. Matthew 8, 1 through 3. When Jesus was come down from the mountain, great multitudes followed him. And behold, there came a leper asking him for healing. It's not what it said, church. The only thing on his mind was not heal me, heal me, heal me, heal me, heal me so I can be healed. This guy, and we don't know the time frame here. It, he could have been a while on his knees worshiping the Lord. This man did not just come for healing, he, but he got healing. Interesting. A lot of people are coming for healing and they're not getting healing. This man did not just come for healing and he got healing. Maybe sometimes people are praying for the wrong thing. Maybe sometimes they're wanting healing for the wrong reasons or not strong enough reason. This man came and worshipped him and said, Lord, if you will, you can heal me. Jesus put forth his hand and touched him saying, I will. Other translations said, of course I want to. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. Say this, worshipers have to be healed. Well, duh! If they're going to keep worshiping, they can't die until, you know, they're done working for the Lord and then just fall asleep. Give up the ghost. I mean, do you ever think about it? Worshippers have to be healed. Sometimes you just need to remind yourself, I'm a worshiper of God and I need some things to keep worshiping. It's not just a side issue or oh, it would be kind of nice. Oh, it would be wonderful, inconvenient. I'm a worshiper of the Lord and I need some things to keep worshiping Him in on the highest level. Number two, I'm going to glorify God by getting answers to prayers. Amen. Thank God when it shows up and thank God I got to glorify the Lord in it. Amen. Number three, what's my victory going to do for other people? Will Your victory is a lot of other people's victory. Because they're going to get inspired and they're going to realize, you know what, if God did it for them, He could do it for me. Amen. Right? You want to serve the Lord? You want to, let me say this again. When our hearts are bent on serving others, serving God, and loving people, it's very hard to get sick, and it's very easy to get healed. Let's stand up, dearly beloved.